Welcome back to Two Jack Bros. And if it's your first time, welcome. Thank you for giving us a shot. Giving us a shot. I am Sydney. I am sitting next to Ansley. Hello. And today our guest is none other than the Rob Stant. Hi. Hello. Thank you for the the. the. That's uh, that makes me feel special. Dude, you are <laughs> special. Dude, yeah. I, uh, Thanks, yeah. I, I, uh, full disclosure. This is technically our first time really ever talking to each other. Yeah. So yeah. Well, yeah. We. Uh, I think we met uh, at a show recently for yeah. like the first time. I know I've seen you around before, but like we never really like talked. Yeah. And that was like the first time I was like, oh yeah, like yeah, oh Sydney Gant, yeah, okay. Yeah. Dude, I saw him on stage and it was just like that motherfucker is funny. <laughs> Thank nice. you. Dude, I Rob, appreciate that. Very funny. Cool. <laughs> yeah, Thanks. it's cool. It's it's pretty cool. So um, uh, yeah. So before we get started, let me just remind you guys. Uh, like, subscribe, share all your friends. We have a Patreon. More on that later. Uh, Rob, do you have a podcast or anything? I just started one. It's called a. Uh, it's called Stantman. Stantman. So, Stantman. So it's my last name, S T A N T, all one word. Stantman. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. I'm on like episode three. It's and I, I don't have any guests. Just me rambling. So. Hell yeah. We'll that's see how fun. that works out. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. That's uh. So yeah, check out Stantman. Yeah. Well, everywhere you can get podcasts. I'm assuming. Yeah. Well. YouTube right now, but hopefully by the time this comes, this is out Spotify. I'm working oh, yeah. on Spotify now. Sick. So, yes. So, Rob, do you know what we do on this podcast? Um, I was uh, I was listening to a little bit of it, of the episode I was telling you you had Jake on. So mm-hmm. I think I know you ask like the same questions, right? Yeah. Type of thing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I, I I have a rough idea. I didn't watch the full episode, but I, I kind of okay. see where you guys are going with it. Yeah. Fair. I mean, you're not obligated to watch any episodes. Oh, so, dude, I'm going to yeah. binge watch them all when I get home. Oh, hell so, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> hell yeah. Yeah. So basically the premise of this podcast is to prove that you can have a dark sense of humor, just like any sense of humor and still reach enlightenment or a higher consciousness. Yeah. So basically what we do is we take our guest who today is you through the process of enlightenment so that our listeners and Ansley and myself can laugh our way to a higher consciousness. Oh, heck yeah. Because we get a little bit out of this. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it's, uh, it's it's really, you know, awesome that people are willing to come in here and, and do this. Yeah. Bear <laughs> their souls. Yeah. So, <laughs> that, sure. so that we just get a little bit better just by being around. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. That it's sounds fun. great to me. Yeah. I need to get better. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I guess so you already know everybody gets the same questions. Uh, Ansley, let's go. Rob, what situation or experience did you learn the most information from? So is this um, is this like for comedy related or just anything? Like anything. Related. I, so any. So what was the question again? What situation or experience did you learn the most information from? That I learned the most information from. Um, I learned going to college for game design. I think I learned that. Um, I think it's from that whole situation. I kind of learned that you know when you're when you're going to school at like such a young age, it's so hard that like people expect uh, like other people, it's like normal to like go to college at like 18 years old. Like you have to like try and like figure out what you're going to do for the rest of your life. Yeah. So hard that young, like, you know, like you're not even legally old enough to drink and now you got, you have to decide what you want to do for the rest of your life. You can also think about it like this. Cause you're how old now? Uh, 27. Would you let an 18 year old make decisions in your life? No, absolutely not. You yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's what I'm saying. Like, so that's kind of the first thing that came to mind, I guess, is just like that was the biggest learning experience for me over the period of four years. Just being like, wow, like, like, I don't know. I feel like they say that. I think they say that like every seven years, your interests change. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how true that is, but I read that somewhere. And that makes sense because I remember like seven years ago when I was 20, 
you know, I had totally different interests. And then before that, even when I was in my early teens, I had totally different interests. So I think that was something I learned a lot from just like, you know, just because like it's expected that you're supposed to do this doesn't mean you have to type of thing. Yeah. Um, that's kind of, that's my whole college experience. Yeah. People do need to be more open to that seven mm-hmm. year transitional thing. Yeah. Some people get too open to it. Yeah. And you go to college for <laughs> yeah. four Bruce years. Jenner. Yeah, too open. <laughs> a little too open. <laughs> but yeah, four years you go to college. Yeah, you go to yeah. That's the, your usual bachelor's unless you're going for an associate's. So just think, by the time you're like you've already been in college for four years, you've only got a few more years before your interests are going to change. Yeah. So it's like you know. Imagine yeah. going to med school. Oh yeah. my god. You do four years and then three years of med school you're and like, then you yeah. get your degree and you're like fuck. And you have a midlife <laughs> crisis and you're like, I want to be roller derby. Yeah. I want to do roller derby. I want to <laughs> <laughs> work at a putt putt golf place. Yeah. <laughs> so you, you went for game design. Yeah. Game design and development. That was my bachelor's degree. Do you, and, and are you doing any of that type of stuff now? Nope. Not even a little bit. Okay. Um, yeah, it's just, it was, you know, I had a lot of pressure on me from my, uh, my mom, my parents. You better start designing <laughs> video games now, Rob. To, to, <laughs> what are you doing up there? Are you designing video games or not? <laughs> are you, you better be playing video games. That's, no, but just to go to college in general. And like, I was like, all right, well, if I'm going to go, I'm going to go for something I'm interested in. And there was like, at the time it was video games. Like I worked at GameStop. Yeah. Uh, but I learned very quickly. I liked playing games more than I liked making them. It's like, you might really <laughs> like the best analogy I tell people is like, you might really enjoy eating cake, but it's yeah. a pain in the ass to like make all the ingredients mm. from scratch. Yeah. And like, imagine like you have to like raise the chickens to use the eggs to put into the cake. Like, cause game design. So just like being like when you play like Grand Theft Auto and all those games or anything, like even the simplest things take so much code, like just walking animations and stuff. It's crazy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was uh, it's I don't do anything so related to it. When you when you were in the in the, the height of wanting to design games, mm-hmm. what was your ideal game? Like what was the perfect game that was going to take it to the next level? I wanted to do a uh, memory based game I was working on. Um, I was uh, it was like. It was a uh, 2D uh, platformer, and it was basically about uh, this uh, question mark who, um, like, he like he, he like lives in a world. It was like kind of like based around computer design, where he like he lives in a world that's like all technology, and uh, all the platforms were keys on the computer. And as you make it through the levels, you memorize like which keys are safe to step on and which ones fall. So like a W key, you might jump on it and you'll fall through. Or like the A key might be safe, and it was—it's kind of like a memory-based game because yeah. I always—I always found those fun. So that's what I was trying to make, and I, I actually made a prototype, and then I just lost interest. But it's—it's—it's it's, <laughs> it's somewhere on my computer at home. Okay, I'll have to maybe I'll dig it up one of these days. Yeah, that's pretty sick. Yeah. So wait, did you understand how that game worked? Because like I have to ask this to yeah. sometimes because I'm dumb. Oh, it's a—it's yeah. just a memory type. But you know, you, you might have—you might have explained it perfectly. Yeah. But yeah. I'm dumb. All right. So, but so. Did did you understand how that game worked? Yeah, in my mind it was like what was that um <laughs> show that was just came out recently where it's like the people had to play a game and if you lost the game you died. It was like an Asian show. Oh, uh, Squid Games. Squid Games. Yeah, it was kind of so like, like that. When they're on the glass mm-hmm. and they have to remember which one they can step on and which yeah. one they can't. Those assholes stole my idea. Yeah. I made my <laughs> <Yeah>. game. <laughs> okay. Yeah. 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 Right. yeah, so it's kind of like that. Yeah, it so it's like I'm retarded. It's a, no, no. Yeah. So <laughs> So yeah, so it's like that, but like you can memorize which glass panels are safe and which ones aren't, and that's kind of yeah. like, and I kind of put like a story into it, like because the the guy's name was Mark, and he was like a little question mark with eyes, and he just like hopped around. <laughs> it was it was a really cute game that I I made, and um, it's it's somewhere like I, 
it's I only made like four or five levels, but that took like an entire semester just to code Man. and all that. So yeah, that's pretty sick. Yeah. So then, if you had to uh, sum up and distill what you learned from that entire experience, mm-hmm. how would you do that? Um, well, for what I learned from that entire experience, I would say don't put all your eggs in one basket. That's uh, I think that I think what I should have done was I should have gone to college for general studies. And then just kind of figured out what I wanted to do. Cause that, that gives you, that buys you like two years. If you mm-hmm. just do general studies and you can always transition into whatever else you want. Um, also, I mean, you know, college is a great way to make money, but also it's a great way to be in debt. So it's mm-hmm. like, it's yeah. kind of, you know, hit or miss, I guess is my, my experience from that. I guess when I have kids is like, I kind of learned, like, I'm not going to put pressure on them. Like I had on me. Cause it just kind of like everything worked out. I like my life right now is great. I love it. But I think at the time it was very stressful. Like, oh, I have to like, I have to pick a career. I'm only 18, you know? Yeah. Now, do you feel like learning how to deal with and manage and find yourself through that stress mm-hmm. was important? Or here's what I'm asking. Uh, I mean, this isn't what this podcast is about. No, but yeah. I mean, I, this, again, we've never spoken with oh. each other, so I'm curious. About it's going great so far, yeah. I think. So how important do you think uh, stress is for developing character later on? Like, would your life be as, would you be able to appreciate your life that, the way you do now? without that stress. I think stress is important. I think, you know, it's like, it sounds kind of cheesy, but it's like you appreciate the sunny days more when you have like a bunch of cloudy days. Mm -hmm. So it's like kind of like that where it's like, you know, like when you can enjoy not being stressed after like you have all the stress and pressure put on you and it does build character because you kind of, you're able to put yourself in other people's shoes. Like even in like smaller environments, I feel like, and like a fast food situation, like anybody who has like impatience with like fast food or like restaurants and stuff, I always feel like they never really were put in their shoes. They never really worked in a, in a like high stress environment or even like retail. Cause I worked at Best Buy for years. So like anytime, like I can see like, you know, one of the employees that they're running around I always like feel like sympathy, I guess. Cause I was under the same stress. Yeah. And I don't think I would understand that if I didn't go through all that. Yeah. So now I have to ask you this question. If you're not going to put that type of college pressure on your kids to stress them out, how will you stress them? I'm going to say you have to, you have to find a hobby or you have to find an interest that you're really, that you're all about and you have to put, give it 110%. So it's like, even if it's not college, like if my, if my kid wants to be like a musician, it's like, okay, well, if you're going to do that, you're not going to be playing Fortnite every night. Like I want to see you out. You better be at the bars, you know, playing, doing gigs and stuff. (laughs) Dude. Get in that bar. <laughs> yeah, get in that the bar. Your family raises kids, man. Yeah, man. I gotta. You gotta. You gotta well, yeah. It's all about. I mean, I didn't. When I said I want to put pressure on them, I mean for college specifically. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. but I think they should have some type of interest or hobby. And if they don't at that point, then it's like, all right, well, you gotta, you gotta find something to do. Yeah, yeah I think that's like I agree with you about like not choosing a career when you're 18. Mm-hmm. But like, I think college for a lot of kids gets them out of their house, so their yeah. mom's not like taking care of them, mm-hmm. mom or dad, and that like and you learn that you've got to work, you know, like, like I think a lot of people in college are like, Oh, I'm so busy. I'm so, there's so much going. And you're like, when you, as you get older and you look back at your like, life in college, you're yeah. like, you have so much time, you have so much time yeah. to do things, whatever yeah. you want, you know? Yeah. So like, it starts to like put you in that place where you like your time starting to get eaten up mm-hmm. and you don't even realize like how much time not. you really, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, and you, you're both parents. Mm-hmm. So I think about that now. Like, I think like, you know, trying to juggle stand up and my job and like trying to have a social life and all that stuff. And I'm like, I don't even have kids yet. Like my fiance yeah. wants to have kids, which, you know, I'm all, I'm all for it. I'm running out of material anyway. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, 
But I think about that now, like, oh, I'm in, you know, eight years, I'm going to look back and be like, oh, I thought I was busy then. Like, now I have kids, stand up, my job, and, you know, whatever. Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah, it is wild. And, uh, and one of the reasons I like asking people that question, too, especially when you don't have, when people who don't have kids, mm-hmm. I like to ask them what type of parent they want to be. Yeah. Because you're basically find out, finding out what they wish they had. Yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah. So, it's, uh, yeah. Man, so don't put all your eggs in one basket is what you learned and what you plan on passing down. Yeah. Uh, from generation to generation for the stance. Mm-hmm. Nice. Sick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Ansley. So, uh, Rob, just so you know, so what we're going to do now is we're going to get into opening up these chakras from the bottom chakra up. Okay, cool. Right? And uh, the first chakra is located in the butthole. We didn't Hell put yeah, it there. You say the word. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Let's During go. Pride Month, too, very, <laughs> yeah, very appropriate. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, Rob, how did you learn to overcome fear? Um, I think part of what I learned is that yeah, I get, um, I think the best way I learned to overcome fear is that a lot of things I am scared of, I have to understand that I have no control over. And it's kind of like, if you can't control it, then there's no reason to be scared about it. And if you can control it, then there's no reason to be scared about it. So either way, like, it's either, can you control it? Yes then there's no reason to be scared. And if you can't control it, then you still, you, there's no reason to be scared because you can't control it. So well, it's like, it's, does that make sense kind of, I guess? like It does. I'm just curious what things you've, like what things you've labeled, like I can't control that. Oh, so I mean, I have like, hard, I, I'm always assuming the worst in any scenario. So there'll be a time where it's like, like if my fiance's out and uh, like she's like, oh, I'm going to go hang out with my friends or like whatever. And then her phone dies and like I try to call her. I'm like, oh, she's like kidnapped. Yeah. And like, so I try to think, I'm like, like, you know, is there anything I can do to control this? Yes. Okay. Well, let me message your friends, see where she's at. Or if her friends aren't, re- if her friends aren't responding, then I'm just like, okay, I'm just going to just wait it out. I'm sure she's fine. And it's just yeah. like, I have to understand. It's like, it's out of my control. Like, yeah. you know, gotcha. um, so yeah, situations like that. I get really bad separation anxiety, I guess. Yeah. That is kind of funny because instantly you're like, can I, she's kidnapped. Can I control this? Yes. I am. I just happen to also be the world's greatest detective. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, I don't get to exercise a lot, but every time I'm watching a movie or a show, I know how it's gonna end. I'm yeah. going full Liam Neeson. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then you you make one level of investigative work. Yeah, I'm like I've done my job. Yeah. That's right. I can. That's all I can do. Yeah, I do what I could do, and I I can't control that. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's um. So, can you remember a time in your life when you were the most scared? Oh, the most scared? Yeah. Um, I mean, if you want to, do you want to get like dark and sad? Um, yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, yeah. Probably the time in life I was most scared was uh, the whole like time my dad had cancer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, he died. He ended up dying. How um, old were you when you found that out? And then how old were you when he passed? Oh, this was a few years ago. So it was pretty recent. Okay. Um, yeah. He was diagnosed um, in September and then he died in November. Oh, wow. So he, it was very short. They We caught it towards the tail end, and by that point, there was really nothing we could do. So that was probably the this most scared I was. Um, or honestly, that might even be the second most scared. The most scared I really was was um, after he had passed, her, uh, him and my mom were, like, you know, un- inseparable. Like, mm-hmm. And um, she was, like, she was pretty suicidal for a while. So um, that's probably where I was, like, actually the most scared because I just lost my dad, and, now, and then I was scared I'm going to lose my mom. Yeah. Um, and it kind of came back to the same thing. Like, you know, what can we do about it? I can, I can stay with her and make sure she's okay. 
or like, you know, and then anything else is out of my control. I just have to make sure that she knows I, you know, I love her and everything. Um, and, uh, yeah, I guess that that's probably the two most scared, at, uh, points where I've ever been in my entire life. So now, uh, these two experiences are, can we just call them one experience? Yes. Right? Yeah. So this, uh, solitary experience mm-hmm. then is that where you learned that you can't, you know, you know, deal with the things you can control and don't worry about the things you can't control. Yeah. So how were you approaching things before that? I mean, it, so, I, yeah. so before that, honestly, I was kind of just living life on easy street. Like I didn't, I never, I didn't have anxiety mm-hmm. before all that happened. Like to me, like I never had the thought of losing somebody I love. And then like, I was, I was just kind of, it kind of made me realize how vulnerable my life is and like how like, you know, none of us are like, I don't know, like it, it, this could happen to anybody. So I started thinking like, oh, like, is this going to, what if this happens to my fiance? And I started thinking like all these like really horrible thoughts. Like, am I going to lose her too? Am I going to lose my mom? And then that's just, and then that's kind of like, you know, through, I went through therapy and stuff and I just kind of learned like, you know, like you can control what you can and what you can't control. You can't stress over it cause you can't control it. So that, yeah. That, yeah. And before then I had never really been in any serious scenario where I had that anxiety or if I did, it was like so minuscule that I don't even like remember it. Cause you know. Yeah. If you don't mind me saying so, it sounds sure. like you had pretty good parents. Oh yeah. They were great. And I think it proves that there is almost no way as a parent that you can't fuck up your kids. Like yeah. you, will, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. like you can give them the worst parents or the best parents. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the result of that parenting yeah. will have a detrimental effect at some point. Life's gonna oh, get yeah. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. it's like one of the things that you want to be able to do for your kids is raise them in a way that they can get to a point and say, yeah, my life was pretty easy. Yeah. But you don't want them to be able to, you don't want them to be like, well, up until this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's, a, it's a, it's just a wild thing to consider because you want them, you want to, it, it's, it's crazy. Like the mixture of like wanting them to be able to handle the up until this part, mm-hmm. that kind of negates the easy childhood up until that point. Yeah. There's no way to do it. It's such a, that's where that, yeah, that was when I felt like I was like actually starting to become an adult mm-hmm. and that was just sure. a few years ago. I felt like a kid up until then. Cause I, I was still living with my parents. I mean, I live with my mom now, but I was living with my mom and dad and like, mm. you know, I didn't have a whole lot of stress. So that was kind of like, you know, like things got real real quick. So yeah, you have um, brothers and sisters. I have two older sisters. Yeah. Did you guys get closer through this, that experience? Was that like you were able to lean on each other? Yeah. We, I mean, we were always close. Um, so I think that it just, it just kind of like, it's not like it made us closer cause we were as close as we could be already, yeah, okay. but it definitely, made like our bond i guess stronger where it's like we all went through this together yeah and you know like we, we all went through the same pain the same trauma so like that at the same time we all went through the same healing process and we had we, we were all you know keeping an eye on my mom making sure she's in good shape and stuff so it was like yeah i guess it, it kind of strengthened our bond more i would say yeah well how long had your mom and dad been together Oh, since they were kids, um, my, they started, I think my mom got married to my dad when she was 17. Wow. So they, yeah. And you know, they're, I mean, you know, their relation, I mean, no relationship is perfect. They, you know, they had their arguments and stuff, but they never like separated or like got divorced or anything. They were always like right next to each other, like the whole way through. Mm -hmm. So for my mom to lose, you know, who was her best friend at the, you know, like it's, and and her husband it's a it's a horrible thing that i i hope i wouldn't wish my worst enemy to go through so yeah how is how is she today she's great she's uh yeah she's great now um she's she her mental health's 
fantastic. Uh, her physical health, she she probably drinks too much coffee and smokes too many cigarettes, but um, <laughs> no, she's great. I love her. Um, she's part of the reason why I, you know, I'm not like I don't, I'm not gonna move out to like New, New York or like any other like major city because I just want to stay close to her. And mm-hmm. uh, I, I'm a mama's boy anyway, so I, I didn't learn that until. Cause when you're a kid, you're like, oh, you parents are gross, you know. And then when you grow up, you you learn like, oh, like I love my mom, I love my dad, and stuff like that. So yeah, I'm definitely, I'm definitely a mama's boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah man. Oh, it was a. Uh, well, the one thing I wanted to say was about mm-hmm. how when you said you wouldn't wish that on your worst enemy, mm-hmm. it's funny that you say it that way because it's like it's not something you would be wishing for your worst enemy. It's something you would be kind of hoping for for the people that are close to you. And what I mean by that is like the pain that she was feeling is because of a relationship that led up to that. Yeah. And it's like, God, yeah. don't you want all of your friends and family to have that type of relationship? Right. Exactly. You know yeah. I mean? Like so, they're, yeah. yeah you, you almost are wishing that it's like, you won't wish it on your worst enemy because they don't fucking deserve it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know I mean? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, but she, she wouldn't have been able to feel all that pain if she didn't have all that joy, you know? Yeah. So it's, it's like yeah. yin and yang almost. And it's, uh, you almost, I, I peeped, you almost stole valor for not living with your parents for a second. You were like, it was, a, I was living with my parents then. And then you're like, oh, well, I am living with my mom. Yeah. Te- I st- technically still living with your parents. Yeah, yeah. I still live with my parents. Yeah, 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 yeah I yeah. do. <laughs> yeah. You see what I mean? Yeah, it's not, yeah, yeah. yeah, I still, I live with my mommy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we're actually, we're getting an addition put onto our house, so I'm going to have my own place, but it's, yeah, it's technically in the front yard, but <laughs> yeah. So, but it's cool. We have me and my fiance. We love my mom. We get along great. So, that's cool. no problems. Yeah, that's pretty sick. It's. Uh, I felt like we could have lived with your mom. Yeah, we. Uh, I lost my mom like a year ago. Oh, I'm sorry yeah. to hear that. And like, uh, we're I, like right before. I, I think we were like heading down the road trying to get her to come live with us. Like mm. I had had co- one conversation with her, but like she didn't want to leave. You know. Yeah. What she had built around her, but. Yeah. We were we were heading there. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, absolutely. Rob, that is a fear chakra unlock. Thank yeah. you for sharing all of that. Yeah. Oh, yeah, no problem. Really appreciate that. And uh, Ansley? Yes. Let's move it along. Rob, mm-hmm. this next segment is called My Bad. It's okay. a chance for you to apologize to a person, place, or thing in order to set your karma back to neutral. Okay. What's going on, guys? We just got done doing Rob's Patreon episode, and boy, was it a good time. Rob, did you have a good time? Dude, I had so much fun. If, you, if they're not paying for the Patreon, they should be because they're missing out on a lot. Hell yeah. yeah. Dude, you were awesome on it. Yeah, thank yeah, you. I appreciate that. You. And just a reminder, that's $1. Gets you all of our exclusive content. Not only the counter to this podcast that you're watching right now, which we call Two Jack Bros After Dark, where we enlighten our guest Shadow Self, which Rob was amazing at. Thank but you. you also get some fight commentary and analysis on Ansley's Jiu-Jitsu matches that we do in a very fun way as well. Uh, and some other comedy stuff. One dollar. All of our exclusive content. Now we're going to get back to this episode and find out who Rob has to apologize to. Um, <laughs> when I was a, I, this is the first thing because I remember this is I did I think this is the last question I heard before I stopped listening to the episode you had Jake on because mm-hmm. I had a I actually drove here right after but the uh, first thing that came to mind uh, for me was uh, when I was a kid. Um, I used to play like Call of Duty and like be on Xbox Live parties and stuff. And um, I used to scam kids out of like Microsoft points, like you know, like the um, like the the digital currency on there. I would uh, I would tell them like, oh, like I know how to get you the max level, and I can help you get all these perks and stuff. And like I was like probably like 15 at the time, 
But I was like, <laughs> I was robbing kids of their allowance. <laughs> so like, even as a, even as a kid doing it, it's still pretty fucked up. Yeah. So my bad. That's <laughs> wait, wait. So they would they would pay you money. Yeah. So in so, hopes of you giving them Microsoft points. Yeah. So they used to call it Microsoft points back then. Now it's just X, now it's just Xbox Live currency. Okay. But um, yeah, it used to be like sixteen hundred points was equivalent to twenty dollars. But now they just have like twenty. It's just twenty bucks. Um, so I used to, so in call of duty, uh, my buddy, he got me into this lobby where, uh, I like, I got all the stuff unlocked, like all the guns, all the weapons. Cause you can like, you can like legitimately like back then you used to be able to like hack the game mm-hmm. and make it like, so you could like get all these, like the max level and all that. And my buddy got that for me. And then I used my account to fake showcase that I could do it. I was like, Hey, look, I can look all these. This is how I got all these guns. I hack lobbies. So if you guys want, I can get you, uh, I can get you all this stuff for like, you know, 20 bucks. And I would just send out messages to random kids on Xbox live or like, you know, whatever. And then anybody who messaged me, I'd be like, yeah, just, you know, send over the code. I'll redeem it, make sure it's good. And then we'll hop into a modded lobby and, uh, you'll get all the, all the perks (laughs) and they would send me over the money and then I would just block them. And I would just, but there was one summer where I had like, I got like, oh my God, I got, (laughs) I had a lot of free games thanks to those kids, but So yeah, my my bad. Um, yeah. <laughs> I it's one of those things. Like when I grew up, I was like, that was super fucked up. I did that, you know. Yeah, but yeah. Um, I it mean, is. But like as far as white collar crime, yeah. is concerned, <laughs> not the worst. Yeah, that's that was the first thing that came to mind. I'm sure there's other things I could say. You know, my bad for. But that was like that was the main one that still kind of eats at, eats at me. You know, you ever sit in traffic and you're like, oh man, yeah, yeah one of those things. <laughs> <laughs> how much man how much money did you did you make from that oh i mean it was a few hundred bucks but i mean back then i didn't have a job and that was like oh uh, that was like three like million dollars so yeah, yeah that was like oh yeah that was like but it was all like it's my it was X microsoft points which you can only use on xbox so yeah. i was like rich on the xbox marketplace <laughs> and nothing else so i had all these games and i was just <laughs> That's so sick yeah man you were like a Persian prince in the Microsoft world. I know, dude. I was one of those fucking scam callers that hits you up and is like, I've been trying to contact you about your extended warranty. <laughs> that was me. That was me on Xbox when I was 15. I was ahead of the game, dude. Man, that's sick. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty sick. Mm-hmm. And that's a, that's a, that's a, that's a, pelvis guilt, chakra. Pelvis, yeah. yeah, pelvis chakra yeah. Unlock. Yeah. Okay. For sure. Whew. He just admitted to minor white collar crime. Yeah, the cops are gonna break down the door any minute. They're like, found him. It's been a sting yeah. operation for years. <laughs> yeah, that's. Uh, what was your What was your name on What was your gamer? Oh, I've changed it so many times. Because yeah. um, every time I would like make a little bit of money, I would spend like ten bucks and change it. Yeah. Um, I think it, right now it's uh, good as evil. That's my, uh, I just picked it because I thought it was cool and nobody, yeah. but I think I picked that back when I was in high school. And then I had some other ones. It was like, yeah. uh, oh, Delta Rob. That was my PlayStation username <laughs> for a while. Um, and that's actually, it was my Instagram handle for a little bit too. So, right. yeah. So good is evil. That was my, yeah, that was my Xbox Live gamer tag. It still is, yeah. technically. Good. Now, yeah, now let's see who adds me. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Find him. Yeah. Scam him. Sc- yeah, scam me back. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, Ansley, let's move it along. Right, so Rob, we're at the gut chakra. Okay. So, how do you deal with disappointment in yourself? Oh, how do I deal with uh, like in myself or like around me? Like, around, about yeah, self disappointment. Oh, like how do I get okay? Like like disappointed, um, like in a scenario that I that like I wanted to do and it didn't work out for me, or like somebody else disappointed me. 
No, okay. like you yeah. had oh. a, you did something and you're you're disappointed in yourself. I am kind of oh. curious about both though. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I would say um just try to, anytime I disappoint myself, I always try to just think like okay, how can I learn from this? Like like you know, m- maybe I should try to be how can I be better? Um like I just like I don't know, like anytime where it's like if I or like if I drink too much and like I just like, you know, like make a fool of myself, then the next day I'm like I'm disappointed like this. <laughs> I that was disappointing. Like I'm sorry. Like I threw like you know, I threw up and you know, on your carpet and like or whatever. And I guess I just try to like learn from that and just be like, okay, next time I'm not going to do four Jaeger bombs and uh but that I guess that's how I deal with it. I just I just kind of take it one step at a time and try to, you know, learn from each experience. Like what? Where did I go wrong? Kind of back to the thing. Like how can I improve? You know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what about when, when you're disappointed in someone else? Oh, by somebody else. Um, I think I try to com- I I communicate with them why I'm disappointed. I think that's a big thing. Like, um, anytime like I like I'm counting on somebody for something that I need something from them, or they're gonna offer me an opportunity that falls through, then I have to be like, Yo, look, I was really looking forward to this, or I was really counting on you on this. We need to make sure this doesn't happen again because, like, you know, it's not a good feeling for me. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure you wouldn't appreciate it if the same thing happened to you. So, I guess communication and then just trying to learn from my own experiences. Those are the, those are the two things. Anytime I experience disappointment. Okay. So, I always like to ask this question around this time, mm-hmm. which is uh, when you were growing up, was, was there ever, like, a time you did sports or theater or any sort of uh, performance-based thing where you disappointed yourself um let's see theater i i well i did i did only ever did one show and i was i think i i might have missed one of my lines and i was like ah that was disappointing that's and then <laughs> yeah because you know you want to you want to get it perfect and then um did you have a big part when you did it it was yeah, well it was like a local theater so everybody's part was big you know yeah. like it was like down the street at the church from my house I think I did it right before I started doing stand-up, like, seriously. Do you remember the line that you missed? <laughs> no, I don't, because I forgot it. <laughs> it wasn't, no, it was so long ago. I think it was, like, I think I was, uh, I was acting out, uh, like, this, like, um, I, I forget what, I, I forget what I was. I think I was, um, I was a suicide jumper, and I was jumping off this bridge, and this guy's trying to talk me off of it, because they acted out, you know, the set and everything, like, you're on a bridge, mm-hmm. and, um, and he's trying to talk me down from it. And I'm trying to like remember my lines as to why I'm going to jump or whatever. And he's like, yeah, so like there's no reasons why you'd want to. Right. And I'm like, uh, like I, that was maybe one of the scenarios. I wonder how that played to the audience. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. might People might've been looking at you trying to remember your lines. Yeah. Like, oh my God, he is so good at this. <laughs> yeah. Like, man, he looks like he's really scared <laughs> yeah. up there right now. He's, he's tortured. Yeah. He's yeah, tortured. Yeah. He actually, man, he wants to kill himself. I can tell. <laughs> Yeah, that's uh, that's pretty. So you still don't remember the line? Didn't no, I don't. Right. I don't. It was something. Yeah, it was a. Yeah, I don't remember what it was. Yeah. Or maybe I think I ended up memorizing it later and like got it because it was like three different shows. I remember I got it on the second and third one. I missed the line on the first. Okay. Um. Nice. Yeah. So that's one. And then cross country. I ran cross country. I was uh, I was disappointed. I couldn't get under twenty minutes for a five k. I think I had like twenty thirteen. That was my best. I was like, damn, thirteen minutes away. For having a sub 20. 13 seconds. 13 seconds. 13 there. seconds. <laughs> yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah. But so, uh, did you have, was there a particular race where you're like, this is going to be it? And it wasn't? No, it's just, it was just something I chased for every, every race. Cause okay. I remember, cause I, I ran varsity and I remember I had a 21 minute, the one race and I had a 20 minute or like a, uh, 
like a 20, you know, 45 and then like a 20, 30. And I remember like every time I was like, okay, I'm improving. I just, I want to get sub 20. And I would like, I, I was like drinking like two Gatorades. Uh, like I was drinking like two gate every class because in high school, so I would drink like two Gatorades, two full Gatorade bottles, like every period, because I was just trying to stay so hydrated because it it's, takes such a toll on your body. Yeah, and uh, you get if you the last thing you want is muscle cramps when you're running. So that's a lot of Gatorade. Yeah, yeah I was drinking. Yeah, I was like I was slugging so that. Sh- I was probably doing more damage to my <laughs> yeah. body than I was good. That might have been too much Gatorade. Yeah, I was drinking. Well, you know, I would mix in some water here and there too, yeah. but like I, Gatorade tastes better. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, and then I I think I my th- one of the last races <laughs> like, I did was like a twenty thirteen. So uh, yeah, yeah, so close. It's like a part of each race where he like blacks out from a diabetic shock. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I was amped up, dude. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> I've been drinking sugar all day. Let's run. He's <laughs> <laughs> like one of those people that's actually sweating Gatorade. Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. that's uh yeah, it's pretty uh it's pretty cool. All right, mm-hmm. all right, yeah, all right. So you're just out there. It seems like you're managing disappointment pretty well. Oh yeah, dude, I'm used to it. Especially with comedy, you're disappointed all the time. I feel like it. People are like, yeah, yeah, I'll, yeah, we'll we'll talk. Yeah. And you never hear from them. You're like, ah, oh, man, like. <laughs> uh, yeah. That's true. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's true. Um, like, imagine if you're like, yeah, I want to get you on my podcast. And I was like, yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll hit you up. Or if I just didn't show up today. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's that's honestly that's why we try to build up a bank. Yeah. Of episodes. Because comedians are so disappointing. Oh yeah, we're we're pieces of shit, aren't <laughs> Absolutely. we? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it's my it's my crew. Yeah. It's it's what I uh, it's what I put all my eggs in the basket. <laughs> <laughs> Socially, where all my social eggs are. <laughs> so, uh, all right, Ansley. Yes. Keep it moving. So, Rob, we're at the heart shocker now. Okay. So, Rob, what have you learned from grief? What have I learned from grief? Ooh. Um, kind of going back to everything that happened to my dad, I kind of learned that, uh, none of, mm, I would say that like, I'm not special. I would say like, I always thought that for whatever reason, there was like this like protective cloud or like this protective bubble around me and my family and like nothing bad would ever happen. Like you see so many horrible things happen on TV, uh, like in the news or whatever. And you think like, oh, that'll never happen to me. Or you hear about like your friends, like dad died of cancer and you're like oh that sucks but thank god it's not me and then it happens and you're like oh i'm i'm the same as everybody else mm. it's like there's no like there's no protective bubble that's you know gonna distinguish me from the rest of the world yeah yeah or and life's not fair too like you know like we learn that i feel like you know as a comedian you learn that too where it's like just there's gonna be some opportunities that some people get and you don't and you just like you have to understand like you know like you're not not everything is going to be handed to you specifically. Like, you know, mm-hmm. even if you think it should be, then it's like still like that's maybe the, whoever gave that opportunity out didn't see it the same way you did. So stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. Does that lead you to or did it at one point lead you to like, like, I don't know how else to say this. Mm-hmm. Like there's no point. There's no point to some things like, you know, because you can't control so mm-hmm. much because bad things can happen to you. And yeah. You can't like it's kind of like like uh, a place where you're just kind of like fuck it like yeah you mean give up (laughs) (laughs) you don't know the words for give up that's how much of a competitor she is yeah she doesn't even know the words (laughs) doesn't even know the words give up yeah i don't know how do you say this this? when you want to do something and you decide you don't want to do it anymore like you know like oh what's on the tip of my tongue i give up i give up i can't remember (laughs) yeah Yeah. Um, like did you ever hit a point where you like had to deal yeah, like push through that and like think, how did you 
I think part of it was like where it's like what's as far as like what's the point type thing is. Um, when my dad, I'm like I'm I'm not like crazy religious, but I have like faith in a higher power. Um, and I remember when my dad had cancer, I just prayed every night and prayed and prayed and went to church and we did, you know, we, we tried to make up for all this time that we weren't going to church and praying and all that. And, um, and then he died and I was like, it was kind of like, all right, well, fuck that. That didn't do anything like, you know, yeah. and it, it took me a long time to kind of, and then that's kind of going back to like, oh, I'm not special. There's no protective bubble. It's like, there's a lot of people out there who pray for things and they don't happen the way they want them to. So mm-hmm. it's like, I just kind of had to remember go back to like i'm not you know i'm there's i'm not special and that type of thing so yeah that was kind of the the turning point um yeah but you can also see how that would be something that's very freeing though because if it's not if 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 nothing is fair then everything is yeah that's a good way to look at it too yeah yeah yeah, yeah. we're all in the, we're technically all kind of on the same level because any any shitty or good thing could happen to all of us so yeah yeah. Thanks for spinning that positive, Sydney. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it is. I mean, it is funny to me because I don't know if you know this, Rob, but Ansley competes in jujitsu. Oh, I, I was gonna say your your fucking biceps are crazy. So that's <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. She's a competitor. And she couldn't. You look like a paper cut could kill you any second. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, those veins are out there. Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. like, damn. Very my, so my fiance, she's a nurse, and she would love to yeah. have you as a patient. Yep. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Ready to go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, to, I was hit by a car, and uh, I was always like a ve- I'm a veiny human myself. Mm-hmm. And when I was a kid, all the nurses would like compliment all of my veins yeah. yeah and they would say like and they were healthy veins so they were like restorative so like yeah. they weren't fall like veins can collapse and yeah they have to mm-hmm. make new veins and shit yeah and not me yeah dude yeah. look at you man <laughs> killing it yeah um so yeah i forgot i was gonna thank you first of all for oh yeah thank you mm-hmm. yeah uh definitely and uh, oh yeah you couldn't think of another way to like tapping out <laughs> is a yeah. part of your culture yes. <laughs> and you couldn't even think you still couldn't even think of it no. it's disappointing <laughs> yeah. uh so anyway um wish i said that in a funnier way no it's all good uh, it's how it happens sometimes dude sometimes <laughs> look sometimes you think something's funny and it's not and i that's me every time i go on stage try something new so yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I, I mean that's that's again that's another funny thing about uh comment how fair it is because oh like, yeah uh neither one of you laughed that's not funny yeah <laughs> do you know what i mean yeah it's that simple we yeah. move on so yeah, speaking of moving on, Ansley. So Rob, we are at the throat chakra. Okay. What's a favorite lie you tell or you have told in the past? If you still tell it, if it's still in rotation today, you get extra karmic points. Oh, okay. So a lie that I tell, like one of my favorite lies. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, I uh, probably uh, <laughs> probably any any time I call out of work ah. for any reason <laughs> is just like, oh, I'm running like you know like. Uh, my fiance is borrowing my car, so I can't. I got to work from home today, or like, because I want to go into the office, or like, sorry, I'm car trouble. That's the one. I can't come in. I'm having car trouble. Yeah, it's the safest bet, you know. Yeah, I take it. I take it anytime I get a flat tire or something. If even if it's unrelated to like if on a Saturday, I take a picture of it. So that way I have it send it out. So it's like, yeah, I've got. A, I have a. I have a. I have a bank of like. <laughs> I have a bank of my car getting fucked up, and they're like. <laughs> And I send it out. <laughs> I send it out to my my job anytime I call. I'm like, like, damn, Rob has like the worst luck with cars. He really does have the worst. That is the best thing I've ever heard in my yeah. life. Yeah, that's <laughs> not. I read that online. I didn't yeah. come up. I I saw somebody like it was like one of those like uh, unethical life hacks that yeah. I saw on Reddit. And I was like, I'm doing that. And now I do it. We could, but could you get like 
Do you have timestamps on your pictures? Like, could I get myself in trouble? Because it'd be like, why is this picture from February 27th? Why is there snow on the ground? Like, that's one of the (laughs) things. I try to make it look as like, like, uh, yeah, like neutral (laughs) as possible. Like, why? Like, Rob, that's not even your car anymore. It's like my (laughs) old car. It's like, (laughs) man. That's pretty sick. Yeah, so that's a, that's my biggest lie, car trouble, and I do use it today. So yeah, give me those extra points. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, yeah, I'm gonna use that on Tuesday. <laughs> I did, any questions? No, <laughs> I don't think anything. Man, that is awesome. Yes, yeah. that I is like awesome. that one. Do you have a favorite picture? A favorite picture? I'd have to scroll through my phone. Um, <laughs> it's like a landmine of like car pictures and then porn. So it's like I have to. I'd have to like scroll and be like, "Hang on, let's." You don't want to mix those yeah. up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Anytime I hand, anytime I'm trying to show my mom a picture, I'm like, "Don't scroll. Like whatever. Don't swipe." <laughs> All right. So uh, sick. Yeah. Good lie. Um, oh, by the way, uh, you're allowed to say uh, my fiance borrowed my car. But you have to say my wife has the car. My wife has the car. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's not they don't it's different. Oh yeah, I feel you. <laughs> like yeah. once 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 you marry her It's all everything's all, yeah, everything's hers. Yeah. <laughs> well, don't ever let that be the case. <laughs> it's your sharing. Yeah. Keep Rob, put your fucking foot down. <laughs> Lift that foot up one time about one thing. It's all hers. Look, man, she pays for my tolls when I travel. So that's her easy passes. Hey. My easy pass is connected to her card. We're, so. we're still sharing. Dude, <laughs> if somebody, it doesn't matter if she pays the tolls. If, if somebody comes to your house at any point, you have to throw yourself in front of whatever weapon comes towards the two of you. That's true. Yeah. There's a cost. Yep. <laughs> Got to pay for that. Yep. Got to pay the toll for that. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so, all right. Uh, Ansley. Keep us moving. All right. So, Rob, now we're to the third eye chakra. Okay. So we're out out of the physical into the metaphysical. Oh, cool. So what is something that you've always thought of as separate, but as you've grown older, you're starting to think of them as the same? Uh, separate, but as the same. Um, hmm. I would say um, separate, but the same. I would say kind of like my relationship with my mom. Like when, when I was a kid, it was always like, oh, we're too... We're like we're like different we live in two different worlds like our worlds were different like she pays all these bills and she goes to work and i just i sit at home and i play video games and then as you get older like like my mom like very quickly became like like she's still my mom but now she's like my friend too like mm-hmm. i go out with my friends and i'm like is it cool if my mom comes and they're like sure so it's like now it's like we kind of live in the same like i thought we were once separate two separate t- type of people but now we're like together almost like does that is that kind of like does that answer the question is yep. that like the same yeah. thing yeah absolutely like do you take your mom like she comes with you guys when you go like to the bar or to concerts yeah. or like anywhere yeah i always i ask her well she's very busy so i always um i, I always <laughs> i i ask her i always offer like do you want to come and every once in a while she's like sure like but my mom's yeah. like uh my mom's a lightweight so it's always funny like anytime i take her out drinking she has like three Michelobes, and she's like let's get tattoos let's get matching <laughs> tattoos and i'm like mom you're like go to bed like <laughs> Um, so awesome. but yeah, I always, I always try to drag her out of the house to have some it's, fun. This, it's, it made me giggle the idea of thinking about like the lie she keeps telling you so that she has to go out. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, yeah. The bank of, what, what bank of pictures yeah. does she have? Yeah. She's got, <laughs> she's like, uh, f- like I, uh, yeah, I gotta, I gotta mow the lawn or whatever. And I'm just like, all right. Send you a picture of high grass. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I'm like, mom, that's not even our yard. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty cool, man. That's uh, I mean, it's pretty cool that you and your mom had that relationship. Yeah. Because uh, I think you know you and your mom started to have that relationship. Yeah. You know, yeah. and we mm-hmm. there was a point where 
you know, our vacations and stuff like had to include Ansley's mom. Yeah, sure. it just didn't feel right without her there. I think parents are a big or a big thing of uh, it should be a, a important part of everybody's life, in my opinion. And I feel like once you lose a parent, I mean, you can relate. You kind of learn like how much they really meant. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, I mean, the only the only issue is. My mom does not want to be my friend. Uh, <laughs> well, in that case. She thinks I'm corny. <laughs> <laughs> Very different people. I feel She's you. got a lot of lies built up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's got a catalog of pictures. Yeah. My mom used to tell me growing up that if she wasn't my mom, we wouldn't be friends. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> like, no bullshit. <laughs> like, Thanks, mom. Now yeah. I got to go to school. <laughs> yeah, basically. Uh, yeah, so I, yeah, I always kind of knew that wasn't going to happen. <laughs> she made her choice very early in my life <laughs> but um with third eye your your relationship with your mom mm-hmm. you see it as separate now it's uh you guys are one and the same yeah sick it's uh but it's it's very important to come to a point in everybody's life where you realize that your parents are people yeah mm-hmm. right yeah. and it's uh i'm glad that when you found out that your mom was a person she was also a person that you wanted to spend time with. Yeah. Because not a lot of people have that luxury. Yeah. It's, I'm very I'm very happy and lucky that we're like, we can get along very easily. So, yeah. yeah. It's pretty sick. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. all right. Ansley. Yes. Move us along. Final chakra. Crown chakra. Rob. Okay. Cool. All right. So, this is a two-part question. Okay. So, what's one thing that you can't give up and why? Mm-hmm. And second part is, what would giving it up mean? Ooh. Okay. So, this is uh, booze. I okay. would say, yeah. <laughs> so I quit drinking for about two months and um, I kind of realized like I just, when I quit drinking, I was like, oh, I'm just I don't need alcohol. Like, you know, like it was and I thought that for like legitimately two months. And then at the end of the two month mark, I was like, I want to at least make it two months. And at the end of the two month mark, I was like, like, am I going to like at the end when my life's over, am I going to look back and be like, man, I'm really glad I didn't drink. Like, or is like, or can I just like find balance and enjoy like, okay, like I can go out and have a couple drinks with my friends and not black out and make a fool of myself. Like, you know? And, um, so yeah, that's kind of something I learned. Like, I don't like, not, I can't give it up, but like, I, like, I don't want, I, I don't want to so much to the point that where it's like, I, like, I don't really like, I don't think it would be, you know, fun to give it up. I, um, so why, why did you give it up in the first place? I thought, so I was actually just trying to get in shape, better shape. Mm-hmm. And I ended up gaining more weight. Cause I, I like, I would just like substitute like crappier things for like, Oh, I'm not drinking. I don't have some sour patch kids or something to eat. Um, but now I found out it's like, if I just, I like, you know, I go to the gym, I, uh, I, I work out I'm drunk. Yeah. I go to, yeah. Show up, just, you know, have a couple cocktails, go I, to the gym. Are you using that political? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. I, uh, yeah. So I guess I just, I, I was trying to lose weight and then I, g- I gained a bunch of weight. And so now I'm just like trying to, Realizing that, like, if I tell myself, like, oh, I can't have this, then I'm just going to substitute other things that I do want that are equally as bad. So I, yeah, and now I'm, now I am actually losing weight now that I'm back to just trying to balance everything in my life. So <laughs> just trying to live like a normal human being. It's the Jaeger bomb diet, people. Yeah, the Jaeger bomb. <laughs> I was working, it's a bit I was actually working on where it's, I, I was like, I gained weight. It's like, turns out I do, I eat a lot more when I'm conscious. And that was like a thing. <laughs> So what would giving up alcohol mean to you? It would mean that things like, like, you know, like less fun. Like I'm like, it's such an alcoholic <laughs> thing to say, but less fun. Cause I quit drinking for two months. I went out to bars without drinking and it's doable. Like I can do it. It's just like, I'm not going to be on my deathbed and be like, man, I'm so glad I didn't, you know, 
Like I never drank like, and I like, and the only real reason I did try to quit is cause not cause I felt like I needed to, but because I wanted to get in better shape. But now it's like, I'm getting in better shape, just, you know, balancing it out. But I think, yeah, if I, quitting for me would mean like way less fun, especially after like shows and stuff, you know, like you have a good set and you're like, all right, I want to, I'm going to go out with the boys and have, and have some drinks or something or like, or going down the beach when it's sunny out. Like you ever sit outside and just like not get hammered. It's no fun. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that's what that would mean for me. I'd ha- I would have, it would, I would, I'd be, it'd be livable, but less fun. Yeah. Is that less a way fun. that you like, um, like, did you always look at things in your life like that? Or is that a new found way to look at life? Like when I'm at my end of my life, is this something that added to or didn't add to my life? Yeah. yeah. So that's, that's how I looked at with comedy. It's like, you know, cause everybody has this idea in their head of making it. It's like, Oh, like I you know, like I want to make it. I want to be, you know, a famous comedian or whoever, um, or anything like acting, like any, any, or any, you know, like kind of like goal or dream you have. And that's how, yeah, I, I kind of approached it that way. Like, I'm going to, I'm not going to look at it. Like if I do stand up my entire life and it doesn't lead me to where I want it to lead me, I'm not going to be disappointed that it didn't. I'm going to be happy that I tried. Right. So that's kind of how I looked at it like that way. Like when I'm on my deathbed, I'm going to be like, you know, if, if I didn't, if it didn't take me where I wanted it to take me, I'll be like, you know what? I put all that time in. I would rather say, oh, well, then what if? Yeah. Cause it's like, I, you know, like, oh, well I didn't, you know, but like, I don't want to be on my deathbed and be like, man, what if I would have like done this? Yeah. So it's like, Part of like when I quit drinking, it's like I know where this is going. Like I can do this. It's just like I want to be able to live life because it's like you know you only have so much time. And when I'm on my deathbed, I'm not going to be like, man, I you know I'm in great shape. Thank God I didn't do <laughs> do that those Jaeger bombs in my buddy's party. You know. Yeah, man. I was I was thinking of a question about that same thing. It was something around like what level of trying to convince yourself that it's all right does the deathbed conversation come in? Yeah, yeah. You know I mean? Like, is it like? Do you know what I mean? Is that is that is that the first level that you go with, or is or is there like a couple? Do you is that when you need the most convincing that right. you go to that? Yeah, I think it was like I thought about like you know because you know I, that was back in February. I think it's easy. It's for me. It's easy not to drink when it's not summer. But like summer for me, <laughs> summer for me. Like my sister has a beach house. I go down hang out with her, yeah. and she's like you know she's always got a loaded bar. So it's like. Yeah, I could go a whole vacation without drinking, but at the end of the vacation, am I going to be like, man, I'm glad I didn't drink? Or am I going to be like, man, I wish, you know, would have had a couple drinks. It would have been fun. Yeah. So, yeah, my family, they're also bad influences because they're like, you're not drinking? Why? You fucking loser. And I'm like, all right, relax, mom. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Lightweight. Yeah. Okay, mom, you had two Michelobes. Okay. It's different. (laughs) nice yeah all right um well rob that was it man what do you think oh dude this, i had fun man thank you for all the all the fun questions oh hell yeah thank yeah. you for answering all the questions so honestly stuff yeah, yeah. awesome and uh, do you have time to stick around for the patreon i didn't even ask you that oh yeah i got what time is it now it's uh 4 30 i told my fiance that she's like where are you going i'm like don't worry about it <laughs> so i'm gonna go do a podcast <laughs> dude if you want you can take a picture of this studio so you always have that excuse you know, oh hell yeah I'm doing a podcast instead of picture yep yeah I'll send it to, I, sorry guys i'm late i gotta do a podcast yeah yeah actually yeah let me grab some pictures on the way out of here do you guys have anything that's broken i can <laughs> all right so we're gonna hop into our patreon and just so you know our patreon is one dollar to get you all of our exclusive content uh, which includes the counter to this podcast, which we call Two Jack Pros After Dark, where we enlighten Rob's shadow self, which is only going to be amazing. 
Uh, also, uh, we do some fight commentary and analysis on Ansley's jiu-jitsu matches. We're going to be doing that very soon. Very soon. Very soon. And uh, whatever else we put up on the Patreon, $1 gets you all of our exclusive content. Don't forget to check out, uh, what was it again? Uh, Stantman. 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 Rob Stant's podcast, which can only be hilarious. And anytime you get any opportunity to see this man perform stand-up comedy, be sure to do that. You will not regret it, and you will thank me for it. Thank uh, you. Thank you so much for listening, guys. We love you. Love you. Bye. To Jack Rose. To Jack Rose.